Hey, this is Cole cutting in to say thanks for listening and also to remind you that an awesome thing you can do to support us is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Uh, check out the rewards that we have up there and you know become a part of the community, even more so than you already are by listening. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thanks. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a umbilical favorite. <laughs> it is a transcended favorite. And this week we are talking about the end game of the main portion of Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. And even though the uh, this may seem strange because the DLC does recontextualize some of this, this is how the game exists for a lot of people mm-hmm. and existed for us the first time we played it. So we're doing the actual end before we do the DLCs. Yes. Um, similar to how we did Dark Souls 2, mm-hmm. dissimilar to how we did Dark Souls 1. Yeah. But uh, it's just uh, at the, it just ended up, we're kind of just doing what our experience was and doing it in that order. Mm-hmm. So we're still covering the DLCs, um, but for now we're, pretend like you don't have them. Yeah, and we're also, uh, we're also giving you extra time to play the DLCs if oh, you so yeah, if you so choose. Yeah, they're new, so we don't want to spoil them. Like there are, So we'll make some references to things that like, oh, this is kind of a little different because of the DLC, mm-hmm. and but we won't cover it now. We'll cover it during when it's revealed in the dlc yeah so um yeah so uh yeah and this is just uh me and cole as is traditional during our end game (laughs) episodes um you know we like talk about the final boss alone (laughs) we all we all die alone yep so uh as does the season which is not dead no um let's talk about chords yeah yeah so throughout the main game we have alluded to the existence of these chords you know starting as uh back as early uh it's kind of first you got diminished g (laughs) and it goes (laughs) a little something like this (laughs) you got a seventh chord feels a little bit jazzy a little bit something like this then you like to drop that into a minor and you go oh baby that's minor Baby, that's no. sad sound. Play, play that chord again a little bit later. Yep. <laughs> that guy's coming back to resolve my dick. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, of course, we're talking about uh, umbilical chords. Yep. The original, the original jazz instrument when you were born, baby. <laughs> Given what shows up a little bit later. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, but um, we, found, we found one of these like in the workshop, and we got one of these after uh, after killing Murgo's wet nurse. Um, mm-hmm. And these are really, really tied in to the uh, to, to to the end game, and really into what's going on here. Um, all of them have different uh, descriptions on them, but all of them begin with uh, the following kind of couple of sentences, also known as the chord of the eye. Every infant great one has this precursor to the umbilical cord. Every great one loses its child and then years and then yearns for a surrogate. Uh, use it to gain insight, and so they say eyes on the inside although no one remembers what this truly entails yeah and we find out soon <laughs> um even though it says one third of an umbilical cord or third of umbilical cord mm-hmm. 
There are actually four in the game. Yes. Um, and this is a, a rare from software kind of nod to, uh, <laughs> you know, ease of or you know uh kind of usability and mm-hmm. that you don't if you miss one of these because uh two of them at least are missable yeah i want to say um you know you get you can get the uh get the other ones uh or three i think actually three of them are missable you're just one of them you're going to get for sure mm-hmm. um so uh they want you to be able to get the the ending and we'll, we'll talk about this when we actually get to how this articulates but out of the the weird the the from software classic kind of binary endings mm-hmm. this one has the most kind of ludic consequence yeah, like you're cheating yourself out of a lot of stuff, you know. Like if you if you if you make the choice that it gives you, if you make it the way that ends the game, like you lose a boss fight. If you don't do this at a little thing, you lose a second boss fight. Like we mentioned mm-hmm. before, that Murgo's wet nurse can be the last boss of the game. Right. Um, that's a that's a if you're going for one of the endings, that's what happens. Um, which I, they haven't really done that before. No. There's a little bit of that with Scholar of the First Sin, mm-hmm. but that feels more like a bonus because you have to really kind of go out of your way. Mm-hmm. To do that, do that one thing and pursue this, you know, and going out of the way thematically fits because you're pursuing this kind of third path. Um, this is just very like it's a little <laughs> harsh, you yeah. know, with you know, with having the uh, the the automatic you know pop into new game plus thing that happens. Definitely. Whenever uh, whenever I go onto YouTube to kind of refresh myself of these endings, I always think, all right, so I see all three endings in succession here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably but, just messed with the cloud saves, <laughs> to be honest. Totally, <laughs> to yeah, get that back. The, the, it's unlikely that's what's going to happen. And that's not how I did it. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I got to the end and I, I went for the best ending. I was like, okay, it's the end of the game. If there's optional boss fight stuff, I want to do it. So I tried mm-hmm. to find a non-spoiler way to spoil it for myself, you know, tell me what to do. And then watch the the, the quote-unquote bad endings yeah. on YouTube because, you know, at that point I feel like it didn't matter that much that my character hadn't done them. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to fuck around with the cloud save. <laughs> to do it. You know, that yeah. seems uh, unnecessary. And unreliable, too. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I, I would like, so worry about messing that up. Yeah, YouTube is everyone's cloud save. So, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, like we said, there are four of these in the game, and these are kind of uh, linked together. Uh, we find some notes on the main path. We called them out, but I want to call them up again. In the lecture building, there's a room with kind of this bloody cage and two notes that say, The Nameless Moon Presence, beckoned by Lawrence and his associates, pale blood, um, and then three third chords. Uh, and this is kind of the recipe that we have for the end game. Yeah, this kind of teaches you one. You know, we haven't seen the word pale blood in a while. Right. Um, after the pale blood moon comes up, we get that. Behold, a pale blood sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get it in the very beginning of the game, but we haven't really heard about that in a while. So this is a reference to that and how it ties into the end game, and then just telling you how many chords you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one you're likely to find if you're being diligent uh, exploring is in the abandoned workshop, and uh, it's on an altar. And uh, this the the unique text to this again. They all have that beginning text. And it says, uh, the third umbilical cord precipitated the encounter with the pale moon, which beckoned the hunters and conceived the hunter's dream. Yeah. Um, um, so this one right here, beckoned the hunters and conceived the hunter's dream. We're going to kind of tie all this stuff together, but understand that uh, this is linking the purpose of the hunter's dream to kind of this ascension, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the other one we just got here in the season, uh, by defeating Murgo's wet nurse, uh, and slaying the night. This is the mandatory one. Yes. You have to get this. So at the very least, <clears throat> like if, even though it's easy to miss these, it's kind of kind that they have one third in their name. Mm-hmm. So if you just kind of go through the game and you're not doing any exploration, you're going to find this and it hints at the existence of at least two other ones. Yeah. Actually, it means it's one third scale. Uh, it's a translation oh, yeah. area. Yeah. It's, it's, t- <laughs> it's a tiny little action figure <laughs> yep. so, so I can set up my, my Amigo. <laughs> Toys at yep. Migos Wet Nurse, mm-hmm. where, where I set up little tiny Spider Man and Captain America to give birth to each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> they call for a for a doula. 
<laughs> flip, flip. <laughs> Snippity snap. <laughs> Snicked bub. <laughs> um, the, the text on this cord. <laughs> the text on this cord uh, says that uh, this granted Mensis the audience with Mergo, uh, but resulted in the stillbirth of their brains. So uh, this is kind of the artifact that uh, kind of seals the deal with all of their bloody rituals to kind of break the veil and go through and make contact. Yeah, but it didn't work. Nope. So as we, we talked about at length with, with Mikolash and the like, um, and, and, the, and the school of Mensis, like that is a dead end. They were and not it, ready. Yep, and that's why that is this weird nightmare where they're just kind of tortured for eternity until they go insane and we mm-hmm. go kill them. Evolution without courage. Exactly, yep. Um, you get another by finishing Ariana's quest. Um, so after killing Rom, Ariana, the uh, Lady of the Night, will be keeled over in the uh, Erden, Campbell, or Erden Chapel saying, mm-hmm. uh, there's something wrong with me. And uh, after we kill Mikalash, she leaves a trail of blood uh, down mm-hmm. into the tomb of Erden. And this is one of my favorite things that's happened in like a Souls game. Yep. Th- this this <clears throat> set piece and coming across this was like just really really more so like people talk about the rom thing where it's like oh there's a lady with a bloody dress like mm-hmm. that that is affecting yep but it didn't it just felt like a cutscene to me and maybe it's because it w- was a cutscene mm-hmm. and i wasn't in control of the play so i was like oh this is the game telling me something the fact that i had to kind of look for this mm-hmm. and follow that trail of blood made this really horrific yeah and and this is a really really dark character ending in a series where like this you know, has sigmire this this is this is I think this is darker than Sigmire. Oh, definitely. This is like, this, this is, is like yeah. This or is, you mean the series has Sigmire? Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. The, the, seri- yeah, and uh, and everybody really. Oh well, yeah, like this. This yeah. has Sigmire. This has the bad end for Solaire. Like, like yeah, they're, like they're like there's there's definitely a pantheon of despair here. Yes, but this is something about uh, giving and and I always feel a little uncomfortable about it because it's a little. Uh, there's implied kind of assault in it. Mm-hmm. It's an immaculate conception, so it's not that. But like, there's a lack of body autonomy in women when you're getting pregnant with monster babies. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's a it's it's kind of a little bit where like some kind of one strain of body horror comes from, right? This is Rosemary's yeah. baby. Yeah, which is terrifying to yeah. me. Like that is, uh, uh, you know, I realize that uh, I'll I'll never be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, foreshadow. <laughs> but the uh, like, it is it is the idea of of giving like literally giving birth to to a to a monster it freaks me the fuck out, and yeah. of course that breaks your brain, which is exactly what happens to our buddy Ariana. Yeah. So you so you go down and you hear two sounds. You hear a woman sobbing, um, mm-hmm. and you hear chirping that sounds like it should be coming out of like a like an Ewok or something. Like it's yeah. real cute. I'll cut some in here. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, it's it's super adorable. <laughs> but uh, this but this chirping is coming out of uh, something that we've seen before. We saw these up in the Upper Cathedral Ward. These uh, these eraser head slug babies that are covered with kind of these eye buds. Yeah, that look like kind of like vagina things. Yeah, these weird little Yannick eye buds. Um, and you run down, you run to Ariana, and uh, and and she's sobbing, and she says, uh, "They can't be. This is a nightmare." (laughs) 
What have I done? And then the sobs turn into insane laughter. Because yeah. her brain is broken because of this thing that's come out of her body. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, this is a real good example of a mercy killing. Yes. Like, you should murder her for her shoes. Not for the shoes. They're mm-hmm. not like Air Arianas. <laughs> um, you know, but you should <laughs> murder her because it is, uh, uh, she, she's hopelessly insane at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I definitely did the same thing like this, this here. And, you know, there's there, I think that there's there, there's some speculation that she doesn't actually die here, because when you when you go to examine her, it doesn't say search corpse. It says, um, uh, like, pick up item or something like that. Yeah, I don't I read mean, too much into that. But that, so when you kill somebody, I don't think it says search corpse. Mm. I think it says search corpse when it's a corpse in the environment. Ah. I think if you just go up to like if you walk up to Eileen and kill her. I think you just there's just an item floating on the ground hmm. and you just pick it up. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I don't. I feel like search corpse is specific to I don't like placed items. Okay. Not not kind of the diegetic ones from your own personal murders. Yeah, <laughs> your own personal. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a uh, weird Smith song. Uh, uh, or or Depeche Mode. Oh yeah, sorry, I get those confused. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> but um oh man. Uh so I am right to kind of discount any uh any attempt to read into that. The if if you wanted to read into it, mm-hmm. you it would be that she has a connection because she dresses like the Kanehurst nobles. Mm-hmm. And that's how uh, Queen Annalise doesn't, you know, Queen Annalise doesn't die. Right. Um but also Queen Annalise leaves leaves behind like you can't actually destroy Queen Annalise. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you have to there's always a little bit remaining and that's not the case with with Ariana. So I don't I don't see a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Um but you know if it makes you happy works yes. for me. Yeah. Um her her chord has a description that goes uh, that that goes into a little bit more detail. Um kind of implying the provenance of this creature. Every great one loses its child and then yearns for a surrogate and Erden, the formless great one is no different. To think it was corrupted blood that began this eldritch liaison. Mm-hmm. So two things here. Uh, Erden implied to be uh, responsible for this. He's the and, baby daddy. Yep. And um, uh, corrupted blood uh, possibly uh, leads to the link between uh, Ariana and, um, you know, the, the bio Kane, Yeah. Kane Hurst and the bio bloods. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the, the more that I think about that part of the, the story, like it doesn't. I still don't find that very satisfying. Neither do I. The Kanehurst stuff. Yeah. I just, I love that area, but lore wise, I'm just not that interested in it. Like I buy the, you know, all of the theories. I don't know how much of this we talked about in the Kanehurst episode, but this idea, like these are the descended Thumerians. That's why they have this power mm-hmm. and stuff. And the actual cutscene and the characters that happen in there and the idea of her sending out these summons <clears throat> and like having hunters come out to go gather blood semen for her, mm-hmm. uh, essentially like that's really cool. But the actual, like, Oh, maybe she's actually secretly more important and she has this tie to Ariana and like nothing comes of Ariana other than that she's able to have this baby. Yeah. You know, which is important. Like I'm not saying that's not important, but it's just yeah. not very like it's not very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It feels not developed enough to be like really cool lore to me. Mm-hmm. If that if that makes sense. Like it just yeah. I don't I can't get into it. And and especially after the DLC, and we'll talk about this at length, like I can't yeah. be fucking bothered with the thumerians anymore <laughs> like i don't i don't care about the yeah, thumerians like a little bit yeah. yeah i mean if if anything it says two things um that uh that uh, ariana is possibly separated and something about her blood makes her able to become a, a blood saint without being part of the church mm-hmm. um and also makes her a vessel for this uh great one which yeah. uh, it's implied that uh, uh annalise um strove to be but ultimately failed to be yeah, yeah. so 
Um, yeah. So the final chord you can get another really disturbing scene. Yeah. Um, comes from Imposter Yosefka. Um, so you have to let her live. If you go in there and uh, kind of do the the little boss fight with her, which we mentioned, the hunter fight with her, um, you let her live until the blood moon. Um, you'll find her up in the clinic on all fours, um, which I feel like that has to be that some kind of like position associated with like it is Lamaze with, or something with, I don't... With, with 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 birth i think and please forgive me if this if this isn't the case that that used to be the way that uh that people um gave birth before the before hips realigned due to evolution mm. i think uh just uh like humans are the only primates or something that give birth generally now on the back and childbirth is really dangerous for humans because of the way that hips kind of gave so i always took um at least in playing this her attempting to give birth on all fours to be kind of like a a, a nod to the beastly otherworldly side of this or the primal oh, sure. side of this yeah 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 it, it, it's you know it's unsettling regardless with mm-hmm. whether the historical basis in it like it just looks a little bit surreal yeah and her dialogue here is really great not to put an editing thing on you but you should know no, i was definitely intending to do that yeah, yeah. uh it's uh um man all the deliveries in this are crazy yeah the, the voice acting in this game is really good yeah so let's hear it curse this previous fool oh, oh. god i'm nauseous have you found this it's progressing i can see things i knew it I'm different. I'm no beast. I... Oh, God, it feels awful. But it proves that I'm chosen. Don't you see how they writhe? Writhe inside my head. It's rather rapturous. And yeah, um, she, yep. and, and, you know, instead of being broken by this, feels like she is, del- you know, living into her purpose. Yeah, which, which I mean, she kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and her chord has the dialogue. It says, uh, Provost William, Willem uh, sought the chord in order to elevate his being and thoughts to those of the Great One by lining his brain with eyes. The only choice uh, he knew if man were ever to match their greatness and theirs capitalized. Yes. So... Again, you know, that, that's that's par for the course for Willem. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the core, it's just connecting further with the cord as being yeah. what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the, this is the one that kind of like pieced it together for me when I read this. Like, oh, the like insight and, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, eyes on the inside. Uh, what like you need to do something with this in order to get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you eat these umbilical cords mm-hmm. the same way people do with placentas and stuff. Yeah. Which I, I think is gross. Um, <laughs> no and, judgments. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, some some judgment. I think it's pretty <laughs> gross. <Yeah. laughs> like, gross is a judgment. I think placenta yeah. is gross, dude. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I'll, I'll throw some judgment on that. There's some, there's some shade if you're you're down there mowing, <laughs> mowing down on uh, on at the placenta. Awesome. Like, Senta, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. I don't, yeah. know. I don't practice centuria. The um, <laughs> the so uh, but each one gives you three insight. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know who cares mechanically but it's just showing you that it's it's really potent it's bigger than the great one's wisdom you know yes. or the, the 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 super insight item we get this is stronger than that so right. it's important that the number is a little bit higher yeah and uh, you have to eat at least three of them right um and so i've got a note in here that just kind of matches with my understanding of the macro story of this 
each of these chords to me kind of represents, you know, you've, you've gotten these from four sources, the hunters, uh, the school of Mensis, the choir, and then either the church or Canehurst, depending on how you, uh, um, uh, interpret Ariana's story. You only need three, but this kind of requires you to go through and see kind of the failed effects of these interactions between humans and the great ones. Um, yeah, I don't like, uh, they're not, I can see, I see that. And I like that they're representing different things, but like calling them failed when like, we're literally stopping them, mm-hmm. you know, two of them from actually happening. Yep. Like is, is, is going too far than I would think. Like it's associated with a, a group that had an imperfect relationship with the great ones, but mm-hmm. like, we don't know what was going to happen to baby, baby Ariana. Yeah. Or baby Yosefka, I guess. Like, I mean, it was probably going to go pray on the upper cathedral ward. It was going to figure out how to use the elevator. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. it was going to get up there. And like, we literally went and killed, mm-hmm. you know, Virgo. Yep. Like, we're stopping this. So calling them failed interactions is more than like I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because we're taking an active yeah. so, stance in that. So, yeah. So fl- flawed or halted interactions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that we actively halt mm-hmm. in in most of the cases. Like the player actually has a as a sign of that. It is it is interesting that they're associated with those four kind of different camps, though. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. So there is a, a pretty cool scene that happens. Chances are, uh, you noticed this right when you warped back from um, uh, killing Murgo. Um, but, um, we decided to save this for this episode because it really is, um, kind of, uh, contained in here. And this is, you get to the hunter's dream and the workshop is on fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if it hadn't been in the notes like a thousand times, this was where I put in uh Synodoki, New York, the house that's <laughs> G- always on fire. G- but... G- Gary, I need to talk to you about the way you pronounce that word. <laughs> oh, how are you? How are you? What are you saying? S- Synecdoche? Like the, like the literary device? Synecdoche. Well, S- what, what, Syne- which one's the city then? Uh, Schenectady. Schenectady. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought it wasn't wasn't that because that's the city. Yes. No. It's a uh, it's Schenectady versus Synecdoche. Okay. Yeah. Synecdoche. Yep. Okay. Well, very well. <laughs> there you there you go. Good job. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but so. I just wanted I wanted to stop that. <laughs> um but uh but yes uh, it would go in the notes if it hasn't already been there this is kind of a staple um reference for us and it's very surreal um and a lot of the responses kind of properly called out that this is um unsettling because the hunter's dream has been your safe haven so far right Mm -hmm. and so that is kind of a kind of a horror game trope where they where they take a safe place and make it unsafe or alter it to make it feel more threatening and that is very much the case here yeah yeah and it's a, a, anything that just perpetually burns mm-hmm. i like that as a dream logic kind of thing yeah um so you walk up to the doll um the doll has some unique dialogue for you uh for now um <laughs> where she says uh, good hunter you have come dawn will soon break this night and this dream will end gammon awaits you at the foot of the great tree go on good hunter and uh, early on, if you're exploring your your Majula or your your Firelink early on, you'll find a, a gate that you couldn't open. Right. Uh, which is it's really cool to you know not only subvert this from a, a visual standpoint, but subvert it in a gameplay standpoint as well. And they do this a little bit in Demon Souls too. But not only is your starting area, I mean, I guess it's part of Firelink too. You go under mm-hmm. Firelink to get yep. to uh to, to Ash Lake or not Ash Lake uh, the kiln. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know it's literally right next door to your safe <laughs> zone is where the final encounters in the game take place. Yeah. 
you know, which is super cool. They did that pretty well in um uh, oh gosh, in Resident Evil the remake too, because oh, they, yeah. they they changed the 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 route to the final uh, final lab to be right underneath the uh, um the grand staircase. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense as opposed to like wherever it was and there's even one that's sprawl very sprawling like <laughs> it was yeah. it was through the trap tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. And not as tight a loop. Tight loop. <laughs> yep. But this is this is definitely um kind of kind of closing the loop. And Gary, do you want to take a take a moment here to talk about the nature of the hunter's dream before we go and uh and close the loop with uh with Garman? Yeah. Yeah. Even though like some of this my understanding of the hunter's dream definitely comes from DLC knowledge. Mm-hmm. Or at least how I feel, you know, what's there. But some of that stuff we could surmise. It's just some of the things are concern, uh, confirmed yes, um, or, or further supported mm-hmm. by it. So figuring out, like, what German's doing here, right? Like, German's been kind of helping you and directing you, but why? And, and does he have a purpose? And we've gotten these hints throughout the game that, like, he's under he's here under a kind of duress. Right. right? Like, he is upset. We can find him kind of whimpering. Um, mm-hmm. about to, to Lawrence. He's waiting for Lawrence to do something. Yeah, he's begging um, He's begging Lawrence and, and Willem, and I'll cut in this dialogue because, oh my gosh, like the way that it ends, uh, I've got a bad reaction to hearing grown, grown men cry. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll cut this in here as well. <sighs> oh, Lawrence, Master Willem, somebody help me. Unshackle me, please. Anybody. I've had enough of this dream. The night blocks all sight. Oh, somebody, please. So he, he's not here under his free will. No, no. Unshackle me, please, anybody. I've had enough yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, talking about uh, just how this blocks all of his sight. Um, and it's it, it can kind of be concluded a little bit that he's the host of this, right? Mm-hmm. That, he, yeah. that he is the one who is kind of keeping this, this pocket dimension open um, for whatever is going to be here, for whatever this pale blood is. Yeah, and keep in mind, host is not necessarily like the dreamer or anything like that, nope. as we found with, with Miko Lash. Like, these things are other dimensions. They're not necessarily, we're not inceptioning Mm-hmm. into him so it doesn't mean the fact that after we kill him it doesn't disappear it does not necessarily mean anything right right yeah. and um you know kind of I'll, I'll enter my supposition here which is that this was kind of created and uh put together by lawrence to kind of make sure that hunters never went away the idea <laughs> that you have this this thing which brings hunters back into wherever the hunt takes place um, as evidenced by the fact that Jura and Eileen, you know, talk about, you know, are you still dreaming or are you outside the dream? Um, kind of, you know, relates to the fact that this is just an engine to provide soldiers for the for the hunt um, as a way to kind of achieve this transcendence through a kind of a backdoor. Yeah, I mean, you you can get out of it because both those characters get out or out of it. Yes. Right. So like Eileen and, and Jura are not. So it's it's not like an airtight trap or anything mm-hmm. like that. And And that's what I would say that, like both those characters chose the the bad ending mm-hmm. you know of this and yeah. that's why they're out in the world with us um but the idea like so so your your take is that um Lawrence just wants the or Lawrence wants the hunt to go on because he wants hunters to try to do what you do in the good ending yeah or okay yeah i think I so 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm on board with that. Hmm. Like, I, I don't think. I don't think it's faulty or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to like ascribe that kind of current motivation to Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if like they, like he said it and forget it, and it's just going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Like maybe he set the wheels in motion, but the the whole idea that comes up in the DLC and we're, we're kind of dancing around this. Mm-hmm. Um, pro- there's a another explanation for why the hunters are perpetually doing this mm-hmm. that I like more than that. Yeah, I don't think that they're fundamentally incompatible, but we're going to have to talk about it later on because okay. I think I think that the hunters are really victims in this. No, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, but the the it's weird. It's it's one of those things. It's similar to how I feel about the DLC, where like. If you if you have something that has to happen in the plot and mm-hmm. and that thing is is you know B having two A's to precipitate it is sloppy mm-hmm. narrative construction mm-hmm. like it's it's unnecessary to have two reasons for the same trap yeah well that is the the, the I see them as two distinct traps though the dream the, the, yeah, the dream versus the nightmare no yeah. no I don't I don't see that I I don't think that I think that the DLC is referring to the dream oh as well that's what the the you know the here little we'll, uh, <laughs> fast forward about 15 seconds if you haven't played the DLC jump to minute 31 to avoid DLC spoilers uh, the idea that that the hunters are c- perpetually cursed to keep doing this mm-hmm. is i think a, a part of the cause like the curse from the village mm-hmm so that's that's the dream too. It's not necessarily the dream as in the place, mm-hmm. but the dream as in the w- waking up over and over to do this hunt hmm. is their curse. Yeah, and I and I could see I could see the dream and kind of Lawrence's involvement in this being to use that curse to his advantage. Hmm. Yeah, I just I just don't ascribe that much motivation to Lawrence or that hmm. much active motivation. Like it's hard for me to think of him as anything other than just a victim as well. Like I don't mm-hmm. think of him as a schemer or like a chess player. Yeah. In this. Any more than anyone else is. But I think part of the kind of the theming of this is that the chess players, none of them know how to play chess. Like they're all <laughs> trying to play checkers with chess pieces. Yeah. You know, um, him and him included. So it's really hard for me to think of him coming up with a, a complicated scheme like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And I, I don't even I'm know. I'm not trying to shoot you down. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, like, I don't uh, even know how uh, how intentional it has to be either. Yeah. You know, just that like this, this could have been a happy accident that he stumbled upon a way to kind of achieve the perfection and achieve the, 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 the ability to, uh, to prepare this host, right. For ascension. Yeah. yeah. You know, but this just happened to be the way that it worked. It's a weird thing to, to, to for me to think of, and, and I'm sorry, I'm making this hard for you to edit because it's <laughs> definitely more than 15 seconds. Um, but the, the idea that he doesn't, he just wants somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have any interest in it being himself or or any care. Like he's mm-hmm. fine with the idea of like, this can be somebody a hundred, you know, hundreds of years down the way. I just want it to happen. Mm-hmm. That's an unreadable motivation for me or an unrelatable motivation for me. And also sounds like something more like that Willem would do than, than Lawrence, at least based on what we have in the, you know, from the, from the game like that, the pursuit of knowledge at the, for the sake of knowledge is, is a, a Bergenworth thing, mm-hmm. not a church thing, yeah. you know? Um, anywho. <laughs> but uh but yeah that's that's the way that i read it um we're back from the spoiler thing and i'll put in yeah. something that says hey what time you can jump to but yeah. um it is yeah it, 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 it is a pain in the ass yeah. <laughs> but it, it it is uh it is it is related um at the very least mm. 
Yeah, but um, definitely something is going on here. Garman is kind of the linchpin of all of this, regardless of what the purpose of the Hunters is right here. And um, everything is kind of drawn to a close as we have, uh, you know, concluded our business in the waking world and everything is drawing to, um, you know, what has to be done in the dream. Yeah. And and we're coming up where there's going to be an important character here, which there is very little said about, Mm -hmm. um, which is but there's a little bit and you have to kind of hunt for it. So we're going to run into this character named the Moon Presence. um, And there's very little reference to this character. Mm hmm. Right. Um, there's a note in the lecture building that says that Lawrence beckoned a nameless moon presence and that presides over the hunter's dream. Mm-hmm. Like that might be it. Yep. Like there's there's so little that references it. Yeah. Um, which is just really, really kind of interesting given how important it turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. This is uh, th- th- that same note ends with pale blood just yeah. simply um, after uh, almost as a postscript to it. Yeah. Just the sentence yeah. pale blood. Yeah. That this is yeah. this is the mythical cure that you've been seeking out or something that will bring some finality to this blood scourge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, le- at least yeah. that's what you've been led to believe by urban legend. You know, remember that, uh, you know, you open up with this uh, with the blood minister, you know, <laughs> kind of talking about like, oh, yes, you're here for this. Well, I've got a way for you to get it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and 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 yeah, and, it, and you're told to seek this pale blood. Um, we can associate the pale blood with this moon presence, mm-hmm. um, even though the pale blood acts in. We'll talk about it when we get to the moon presence, but like doesn't bleed pale blood. Nope. Which like there's a lot of you know a lot of loresters out there doing a lot of like killing things and checking out their blood. Yeah. Um. um ge- in general, kin bleed gray blood, and the doll bleeds um pure white. Yes. Um. Which like is interesting, but especially with the DLC, I don't think the the doll is a great one. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the, that's where uh, Ian B landed mm-hmm. on his stuff. And I don't like, that doesn't work for me for, with the DLC. Right. You know, it, it just, it ends up playing in this theming of like the DLC providing alternate, better explanations for things, mm-hmm. at least in my mind. Um, but the, uh, yeah. So we, we think we associate pale blood at the very least with that gray blood of the, of the, uh, the kin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Right. So we're kind of getting into the final encounters here where you open the gate and you come out on this field of white flowers um, and crucified beasts. And tell me, Gary, does this remind you of the fight with the boss? Metal Gear Solid 3? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 I don't think I don't know if it's intentional because it's much more like the framing of it is is I mean, it could be intentional. It's also weirdly anime like the the positioning and the Hmm. camera angles when you actually start talking. So so is Metal Gear. (laughs) Is it? I haven't. I haven't played MGS three in a yeah, while. I yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty. It's pretty anime when you get there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that might it might end up being in, intentional. Yeah. Now, now let so. us eat cherry blossoms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll never rid the world of anime the way I want to, or at least its influence <laughs> on things I like. So somebody on Slack had the amazing thing where they were just like, uh, uh, they're talking about a game. They're like, it has a good story, but everyone talks in in this terrible anime voice, and it just, what if they didn't? And I was like, yeah, what if they didn't? What if they if weren't all these anime cliches? Um, you know, everything, how many things would be better? Um, oh, we're going to make people yeah. so mad. Well, it's like, it's fine for when it's in anime. Yep. You know, but this is this Lovecraftian horror thing. I don't mm-hmm. need, I don't need your weeaboo shit in here. Yeah. Oh, man. Anywho, so... Direct all complaints directly to me. Leave Cole alone. <laughs> um, the, uh, but anyway, like it, 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 it is weird to me. Like it, it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It does feel weirdly out of place. The actual dialogue that he says and everything is great. I just, oh, yeah. I'm specifically talking about the cinematography mm-hmm. feels weird to me. Yeah. But anywho, yeah, let's get, let's get to what happens. Yes. Um, so you're given a choice after Garman, uh, kind of gives his, uh, his, his explanation, which I'll cut in here. 
good hunter, you've done well. The night is near its end. Now, I will show you mercy. You will die, forget the dream, and awake under the morning sun. You will be freed from this terrible hunter's dream. He is saying basically it's it's, it's like red pill or blue pill, right? And I'm I'm not talking about like whether or not you think ladies are people, yeah. 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 Um, But um, but um, saying like, didn't we say German was a man going his own way (laughs) at some point? (laughs) No, we've said that about a couple of people recently. Garrett, yeah, that's that's, yeah, yeah. But um, but but yeah, uh, just basically saying, hey, you can be freed from this. I'm offering you an exit, and uh, the the options are either submit your life or refuse. Mm-hmm. Now we've and, and the exit is specifically like you will be free, which when we were talking earlier about uh, Jura and Eileen, I think this is what they did. Yes. You know, and this is how you no longer dream. Like, I feel like it's important in a game in and in a from software game where there are unreliable narrators. Like, I think this mm-hmm. is a legit choice. Yeah. You know, like, I think this is actually something that that he can give you that he's he, you know, he's being he's being legitimate and being sincere about it. Mm hmm. So I think yeah. so. I don't know why he would want you to do this because he kind of seems like he's perpetuating his own imprisonment by doing this. I, I think he is. I don't know if he necessarily has he has a choice in offering this to you. OK. You know, I wonder I wonder if that's the case. Like this is mm-hmm. this is that you signed a contract in the beginning of the game, which is like mm-hmm. a really easy detail to forget about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it reminded me actually and, and, you know, people hate Dark Souls, too, but it reminded me of the you'll yeah. end up at, at Drang Lake Castle and have no idea how you'll how you got there. Mm hmm. You know, or why why you're there or what you're doing mm-hmm. like something said that ends up being important in the beginning of the, the game that ends up being important way 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 later yeah and uh that could be part of the contract like you've done the thing that's required mm-hmm. of you so like if you want to end you can end now yeah and this could be like given everything that you've seen do you believe what i am telling you right now which is offering you the temptation of basically the ability to walk away and ignore uh kind of what what has been revealed about the about the nature of the world right yeah and and it's for being the bad ending <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> yep. like especially in the canon of, of souls games like mm-hmm. where so you can say yes um he stands up and chops your head off yeah um you know and then there's a, a brief scene and you wake up and uh it's daytime in yarnum yes you know it, it's it's the beginning of the next day mm-hmm. and uh uh you know the the thing that says Yarnum Sunrise is the, the trophy. <laughs> yes, which, which is an, a, a great cocktail at Sangria and Pim's Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very similar to what is it? Um, uh, CJ and 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 Patty are always <laughs> yeah. talking about making things with Pim's. Yep. Um, the uh, but like I tend to think of um, especially since I'm gonna I use it in my thinking of the other endings. Like mm-hmm. trophy titles are canon. Yes. You know, like that's that's a reliable narrator. So this idea mm-hmm. like, hey, the night is over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, t- I think that there isn't more a dream. You're not stuck in a perpetual I have no mouth and I must scream situation or anything. I think that's it. Like, I think yep. you get out and like all the Souls games before this, the the kind of there's never been like a, a you can quit option, <laughs> you know, like and I really like with this being as, as bleak and horrific as it is, there being that option. Like it's, it's it, like that one ending of Vampire where you just like run away with Bender and uh, and Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 and just let the world get blown up. Yep. like fuck everything, and like it's a it's kind of a good ending. Like yep. it's kind of a good ending for your character, and like mm-hmm. just not your problem. Like go nope. to another town. Yeah, no, you just uh, eat, drink, be merry, <laughs> live out yeah. the rest of your life. Stop drinking blood. Start <laughs> drinking. Start drinking. You know, soda pops. Farewell, my keen hunter. 
Fear the blood. Yeah, like this is somebody else's problem. And you know what? The cycle, this is the way that you break it. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, at least the way you break it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. you know, so somebody else will come in and in this nightmare, if, if you read what you've experienced here as a nightmare, if this nightmare version of, of Yarnum, um, <laughs> you know, is, is actually a nightmare, it's it's for somebody else. And totally. all of the players are going to keep on moving. Garamin is just going to sit there and get older and older. Yep. You know, <laughs> like you, you got caught, like you got catfished. Yep into this like you were looking for a cure for whatever you know blood disease you had and you got catfished yeah you know like and 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 you this is you saying i got mine i'm out Mm -hmm. um you know at least in in my interpretation yeah and uh it's it's not really like but then the idea being is that they're putting you in the same position as the as the bergenroth scholars and stuff where can you do that after having seen these tantalizing glimpses of eldritch truth Right. So this is your chance to not be a Lovecraftian protagonist. Mm-hmm. Or like people in Lovecraft stories, like whenever I play the Call of Cthulhu tabletop game, mm-hmm. I always say like there's going to be points in the story where in real life you would quit your job and go move in with your parents and take a couple of years to regroup. Mm-hmm. For the sake of the magic circle, no one does that, okay? <laughs> like you can't just quit and play insurance investing, you know, accountant, the, you know, accountant, the gathering or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because... You know, you have to pretend at least, you know, being curious and interested is a character prerequisite yeah. to participate and, in this game. And there's nothing saying that everything works out great for the hunter. You know, like we have to kind of take the, you know, happily, happily ever after as, you know, for just for now. Right. Yeah. Well, well look at the hunters <laughs> that we know that made it out. Like they're both pretty haunted, mm-hmm. like or at least, you know, Jira is super haunted and trying to atone yeah. for this thing that he did. Um, and then Eileen is still kind of carrying out this quest quest and you can make the argument that like, and she came from a far off land to do this, but Mm -hmm. if she was one of the hunters and was in the dream, her, she's going to be galvanized by the things she saw Mm -hmm. participating in the dream to, you know, to kill blood drunk hunters. Yeah. Um, you know, which we end up finding out what happens to them and she's not doing anybody any favors nope um you know get him off the streets i guess <laughs> yeah pretty get much him the but yeah, the, get, uh, get, get in the hell yeah yeah no it's uh it's really uh it's kind of like the end of breaking bad when that one character you think oh good for him but then mm-hmm. oh wait no actually therapy yeah yeah <laughs> at it's, best at best it still feels amazing yes but still you know still yeah. it's still good for him but mm-hmm. it's still uh you know there's a lot to it yeah so yeah or there, there's um what is it? The uh, in Spec Ops, the line. Mm-hmm. There's that. Um, there's a tooltip that pops up or a loading screen thing where that suggests uh, one of the characters that died is lucky because they just would have had PTSD mm-hmm. for years. <laughs> and it's like it, it comes up as a loading screen message. It's like holy shit, that's <laughs> like, a bit dark. Well, he's, okay, yeah, he's the lucky one. Well, it is very. <laughs> it is a very dark really game. Dark. But the the point being is that like the, it's weird. It's subversive and cool of from to hide the like the the bad ending like mm-hmm. to have the easiest thing be kind of good for your character mm-hmm. and it's really thematically appropriate with this i this pursuit of hidden knowledge theme mm-hmm. like the easiest thing you can do is probably the best thing you can do <laughs> in this game and i would argue for like all three endings yeah like this is the one that at least you know has the most potential that is not fraught with insanity and and problems and to think about it right so is there any kind of like altruistic read you can take on kind of continuing you know into the dream and trying to you know take the other ones right like so by walking away are you condemning anyone to a terrible fate who doesn't deserve it um there are children involved like we yeah. saw you know with like with some you know with, with with some of them there is suffering that goes on here 
Um, yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just kind of wondering if like this does make the hunter a jerk or not. Um, I mean, maybe, but also you got tricked into it. Yeah. You know, or like you could you could there's a read that you got tricked into this and it's mm-hmm. really not you can't, you know, necessarily fix the world, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially given what we know with the other endings, which none of them are like shiny, happy, mm-hmm. like the, the the ultimate, like, quote unquote, good ending, the hardest ending to get. Um, you could argue that once that kind of matures, it's possible that you can. Mm-hmm. get some stuff done yeah. <laughs> but boy at that point what is your frame of reference like yeah like you're you know, you're, you're you're completely beyond the if, uh you think senator slugman is gonna worry about ariana's <laughs> like the world like you're out of your yeah. mind like well, the entire senator point Slugman's is that they don't care to get elected yeah, yeah. like he's after after senator slugman gets into the presidential seat like he is not gonna worry about <laughs> the ariana's of the world oh man those class <laughs> those clowns in slug congress yeah <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but 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 yeah like this is you know the, the the doll says you know farewell may you find your worth in the waking world like this yeah. is this is a personal victory you have been yeah. trapped in this and you know if not ascended ascended comes later in the episode mm-hmm. but you know yeah. you you have uh, uh exceeded right yeah, and I like it a lot. Like you, mm-hmm. we don't have like we don't have a, a purely kind of selfish ending in these games. Mm-hmm. Like as a thing where you can do and just be like, nope, you know. And, <laughs> and I I like that as as paired with the game where you see the most fucked up shit, yeah. especially right you like to get like right before the end. Um, <laughs> if you don't do that, if you say refuse, um, you get another one of my favorite dialogue reads in the game. Um, th- this whole and I'll, I'll leave it up to you to to cut it in. Dear oh dear. What was it? The hunt? The blood? Or the horrible dream? Oh, it doesn't matter. It always comes down to the hunter's helper to clean up after these sorts of messes. Tonight. Gammon joins the hunt. What an amazingly written line. Like, because it's so like, it's creepy because it, the hunter's helper sounds like a real kitty. Yep. Like, it's real goofy, but like, boy, is it chilling the way it's read. Yeah, no, he is totally talking down to you, right? Like, you yeah. have, you you have stopped cooperating. Yeah, and, and even before that part, like, what was it? You know, was the hunt, the the blood, or the horrible dream? Like, what got to you that made you so attached to this mm-hmm. that you are not... You know, I don't think this was, you know, this was never the idea. Like, they never wanted you to uh, to fight. Like, so part of the, and again, we're not going to, I don't want to get back into the spoiler zone part. But part <laughs> of the reason why I don't, like, I don't think that they ever wanted you to 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 kill to kill German, mm-hmm. you know, and fight him. Like, he's he's an agent. Like, you know, he's he's an he's an agent of, unless it's like he's a test. Or I think like so. That. That's that's what I think it is. I think he's the rock tumbler. You know, you, 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 I, yeah. just the, this. I think this whole thing is a rock tumbler. Possibly, I something about the way that he reads, like the way he reads it, and how condescending it is. Mm-hmm. It makes that feel weird to me. He's a drill but sergeant, I mean, man. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, we I mean we don't have to get into it. We can mm-hmm. get into it over the the next like three episodes. Yeah. Um, or just not get into it at all because what? <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, we all have lives and, and families. <laughs> we can just move on from arguing about. <laughs> Bloodborne interpretations, um, but like the, uh, I I, lo- I love this. I love this this dialogue. Mm-hmm. I actually and I really love this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tonight German joined the hunt. Yes. And, oh my gosh! Know, and that's it over a blank screen. Like yeah. he has he has gotten up. 
Yeah, he's he's been catfishing you as far as being in a wheelchair. Like, he, he can walk. I've I've seen spinals, man. I've seen spinals. He can walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that guy can walk. That guy can walk. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. Man. Yeah. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> but we are talking about the fight with Garman, the first hunter. Which is awesome. Oh my like, gosh, this is great. In the uh, the main <laughs> game, like this is probably the you know the coolest hunter fight mm-hmm. and the, the coolest like kind of dual style fight. Like I really like Lugarius. I really like uh, you know Mikalash. I like Gascoigne. Um, this one, this is really really good. Yeah. Uh, no, this so, this definitely uh, kind of fits in the Gwyn kind of category. He's not as pathetic as Gwyn yeah. is, but he's not um, pathetic at all. Like he's right. yeah, he's he's really competent. I think. Yeah. Like you you can parry him. Mm-hmm. But he's 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 you know doing things you can't do, doing the things same things you can do but way better, you know. Right. Whereas Gascoigne is is it's fun fighting somebody with your move set. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who is you know has move your move set plus like it's not alien. It's just mm-hmm. much better than yours, which is what he's supposed to be. Yep. Um, <laughs> he's yeah. he, like you know like the the the, the book that you've been working out of. He he wrote it. Yeah. Right. Totally. You know. Um. And so he fights he fights with a scythe. That he has. Um, at first, he fights with it as a full scythe, mm-hmm. um, and uh, does these kind of sweeping attacks. He can zip around really fast, and this stage is fairly easy to, to stagger uh, because it's Bloodborne. He has a second phase, but I don't actually mind this one. No, uh, no. because what it is is he uses his trick weapon and, and transforms into a short blade and gets out his shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, which there's a couple bits of BS where like he can stagger you when you're not attacking. Yep. Like for him, uh, getting a doing a stagger attack or visceral attack on you is just a move he can do. Um, you know, you can just be walking and you just, you kneel down like you're, I wasn't trying to do anything. You know, why did I, why did I get staggered there? Um, it's like a move for him. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, it's also, he starts using the hunter's bone too, so it gets harder to track. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the hunter's bone, we'll talk about where that came from later. But yes. uh, <laughs> but uh, that just means, we've seen this a couple times before, but he, uh, he can kind of like uh, flash step. Yeah. around um i want to talk about his weapon a little bit so this mm-hmm. is the burial blade this is kind of the, the the template that all of the hunters like kind of trick weapons were uh um uh, built off of according to mm-hmm. its description um point one is that it is made out of uh out of a uh a metal that fell from the heavens called ciderite um mm-hmm. and this is uh oh gosh there's another weapon that used this um i, I believe it might have been eileen's weapons but i'm not sure yeah, it's Eileen. Okay. Eileen's the other person who uses space metal. Yes. Um, okay. And uh, to read the description here, Garman surely saw the hunt as a dirge of farewell, wishing only that his prey might rest in peace, never again to awaken to another harrowing nightmare. So that, I, I, I just now looked this up. Like, I didn't think, oh, burial blade, dur dur um, But yeah, that, that also can kind of give a little bit of motivation as to why he's trying to kill you. <laughs> you know, as you're resisting, like he doesn't want you to suffer the fate that he has suffered because we'll talk about what happens after you kill him, but he, he kind of knows what's waiting there. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's true too. He doesn't want you to suffer the same fate mm-hmm. that you want him to suffer. I just don't think he necessarily wants you to do what the third option is, right? which yeah. I think is, is that's where we're disagreeing, but mm-hmm. the, um, I don't think he wants you to suffer at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is which is kind of fundamentally kind of good. Yep. You know, because like he's a shithead, and we're gonna get into the <laughs> DLC. Like he's a bad person. Right. Like you, it's okay to have sympathy for German, but he's very bad. 
Um, everyone in the game is bad. Mm-hmm. They're bad people. And, and, and the DLC really underlined that for me is that like, oh, this is a world of shit and shitty people with shitty motivations <laughs> that did terrible, terrible things. And, and I guess that recontextualizes that Yarnum Sunrise ending where it's like, if you just want to be fuck this place, because yep. like and that, that's every why organization is pure evil, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I asked is like, is like, is there an altruistic read to continuing to kind yeah, of go totally, into I guess this? you're right. Yeah. yeah. There's not, there's not a like make the world burn ending like there is in Demon Souls, but boy, mm-hmm. would this deserve it. You know, if you can kill, if you can destroy every organization in Yarnum, you should. Mm -hmm. Um, Because everybody here is awful. Yeah. And and Uh, maybe that's what you're doing is by walking away, you're consigning it to its own kind of section of the dream world. Yeah. But like, yeah, slow burn, though, where they they just continually get tortured. Like, there's no like just raise the the world or just start over or just Mm -hmm. give it up to the void, you know? Yeah. In a a quick, fiery death, which would be merciful. But yeah, fuck it. Mercy for these guys. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. he powers up. Um, he he gets a lot quicker. Uh, his blunderbuss is crazy. Like once he breaks yeah. that out and starts uh, start, starts going after you, you really have to stay up on top of him um, because yeah. otherwise that staggers staggers you and uh, makes you uh, just easy easy target. And then he charges up and does this kind of uh, glowing blue flame kind of thing. But mostly yeah. this is just a hunter fight. Yeah, it's not too hard. Like it, it, he's a better hunter than you, but it's not too hard, especially excuse me, after doing the DLC fights. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this guy's not too bad. Right. Um, you, you murder him, and he dies, and he says, uh, the night and the dream were long. Right. So. And okay. he's been here for hundreds of, if not hundreds of years, you know, just yeah. consider the state that Willem is in. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, both yeah. of them are, you know, kind of stuck to chairs, but they have been in this position for a very long time, if you yeah. assume that things have been fixed since the schism. It's a long time to have RLS. <laughs> Um, you got what? the gym jams, or restless <laughs> leg syndrome. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying ALS, and it was like two yeah. <laughs> Tuesdays with Garman. You were gonna say too soon. I was like, "You okay, buddy?" What? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so let's say you ate no cords. No let's cords. Say, let's, let's say you don't like eating things that aren't food. Um, and, uh, let's say you you're no not cord. a Bioshock protagonist. Yes. Yeah. So you get an ending here, which I think is the worst one for you. Yes. Uh, as a character, and is the, is the worst ending, mm-hmm. uh, which is called Honoring Wishes. Yes. So um, after you kill German, uh, the, the, the moon appears to get bigger, and you look up, and uh, an amazing shot of you looking up at the moon in this, uh, this, this crazy silhouette uh, cut against it as it gets uh, kind of a deeper and deeper red this uh, uh kind of very skeletal um spindly uh tentacle headed thing that uh comes down and uh kind of embraces you right face mm-hmm. first like it's kind of going in for a kiss yeah it's <laughs> yep yeah it's gonna kiss your neck <laughs> and, and and touch your nipple a little bit <laughs> just a and, little though yeah just a little bit just flick him and uh <laughs> you know, just make it stand up you know yeah yeah just get, draw it to attention it's a drill sergeant um and then, <laughs> uh, after it does so and we and keep in mind like again this is so this is the the moon presence this thing comes out of fucking nowhere you know as a as a thing because <laughs> yeah. like you don't get the title card for it here no 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 idea what this is it just looks like a weird skeleton tentacle like collection of ribs and tentacles came down and hugged you <laughs> and then the ending happens and yep. like I could see this being one of the least satisfying endings, like <laughs> without the context of the other ones. Uh-huh. Like Jesus Christ! Like I, I beat the optional boss, and this is what I get. Like, who the <laughs> fuck's this guy? Some Zeromus level shit. Like, <laughs> don't pull in this like new player out of the out of nowhere in the end. You know, uh, he'll be alive as long as people hate. 
Yeah. I guess that's, yeah. It's, it's a responsibility game. Taking the bold stance that hate is bad. JRPGs. Um, like, oh, teamwork oh. and friendship are good. Yeah, good, goodness is good, but badness is bad. Thanks, JRPGs. Well, I didn't think a whole genre could be a tautology, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. Um, so so you, got, you got three types of characters. You got your goods, you got your bads. And you got your bad or four, and you get your bads that used to be goods, your goods that used to be bads. That's it. Like, um, anywho, that's JRPGs. Um, but this is uh, this ending that happens here is super tragic and weird. Yeah. So it cuts to later, and uh, the doll is pushing around this wheelchair, and uh, the camera changes, and you see that you're in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. um, which probably makes an amazing ending for people who did some real monster. Shit, like it made their characters look really, you know, you can't like Bloodborne is makes it harder to make super scary monsters than in Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. But you could make this probably look pretty silly. Yep. Um, but now you are in the wheelchair mm-hmm. and you have been aged. And uh, it says uh, or the doll says. And so the hunt begins again. Uh, and you are now the host of the, the hunter's dream. Yeah. So you have kind of taken Garriman's place at the at the center of the very beating heart of this suffering engine. Yes, and yeah. and it, he wasn't happy. Nope. So you're probably not going to be happy either. Yeah. So it's kind of you know it's kind of a bummer. You beat one of the optional bosses, and you get the like a really terrible ending for your character. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody's happy to be Garmin. And so the hunt begins again. However, uh, if you ate the umbilical cords, the same cutscene it begins the same way. The creature comes down, um, tries to give you you know flick a nip. <laughs> and uh, instead you get this glowing presence around you and it, it kind of shoves you off like bug and it like, begins oh. like it, it, it puts one hand up by the corner of its mouth and draws it away and sees that there's blood and then looks directly at you yeah, it's, oh, oh. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> finally a worthy foe here we yes. go <laughs> yes it's, it's slival but, uh, but the, uh, and this is uh, so this is, is another boss fight and it's a mm-hmm. boss fight right after the last one but mm-hmm. you can you can hunter's mark yeah. out in order to uh, one do more game things if you want to fuck around with german's equipment mm-hmm. and like but then two uh in order to like restock in order to fight the moon presence So this is, I think, maybe one of the only like big monster fights that works for me. It's not very big. It's like not yeah. that much bigger than the Bloodstarved Beast. Yeah, honestly, and it's also see-through. <laughs> like, it's, like there's no bulk to this thing. Right. Yeah. What do you, do it's you bit... like the Do you like the design of the Moon Presence? Uh, I, I, I can get into it. Like, I don't. I don't think I do. I think it's kind of. I think it's kind of a weaker design. I don't think it's very interesting looking. Mm. I, um, I, I like that it's. Uh, it's. It's mostly exposed bone. Like, uh, it it does appear to be kind of an incomplete thing um, to me. Uh, I don't like that uh, that its head is mostly a mess of um, a particle effect or, you know, whatever that we mostly see. But, like, in terms of, like, (laughs) design getting in the way of play, like we've seen from Cleric Beast onward for any other bosses that are like Cleric Beast, mostly in the chalices, um, uh, it it definitely does kind of work for me. It does uh, appear to be a scrapper. Like, its design matches the way that it moves and fights, which is is really satisfying to me. Which is interesting, too, because the, the, the way that I would describe the way that it fights is bestial. Mm-hmm. 
Like it, it moves similar to any of the beast enemies you fight. It doesn't move like a kin or like a you know an eldritch abomination, which is kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I just wish that it was there was more thing more elements to it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the you know, from is really good at making these boss fights or bosses that just look really weird and surreal and stuff. And this is just like ribs and tentacles, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, it's it's like the the world's most misguided theme restaurant, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like come to life. <laughs> Um, the dinosaur and octopus barbecue. Yeah, yeah, it's exclusively Open like for rack, one night. Racks of ribs and the most immoral food you can eat outside of foie gras. Like, like no, to be fair, geese are dicks. No, no, geese, yeah, geese are dicks, but they should be corn tortured into delicacies. I know. I was being, I was being facetious, but I'm very happy that it brought out the phrase corn torture. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, misguided barbecue in the moon prison. Um, wait, there's so there's so little to say about this fight, it's, right? Like it's super basic. Like he has like four moves. He has a combo, and then he has the AOE. Yeah, you just you just get get up. He's like a Dark Souls boss, like an early Dark Souls boss. Like get behind mm-hmm. him and just stab him in in the rib tentacles. Yeah, and he's like he presents to you. Like yeah. he's re- he's real enthusiastic enthusiastic about showing you his backside. Yeah, yeah, he's like a cat. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is kind of a victory lap almost. Yeah, there's so little to say about it. I wonder if it was designed to be fought immediately after German. Oh, like, like they yeah, were assuming it was, it was part two. Yeah, you had to be like they wanted you to be weakened. You know, because mm. I can see it being hard if you go into this with like six blood vials and you know out of out of quicksilver bullets and mm-hmm. like you know, like the bullets I don't think are useful. Yeah, uh, I can't remember if you can stagger him or not. You can. Oh, you totally okay. can. Yeah, okay. um, he's, he's actually one of the more easy bosses to stagger, at least in my in my experience. Yeah, I just never had to. Like yeah. I just like dodged behind him and hit him, and then just dodged away when he tried to hit me, which like doesn't make the boss bad. Like mm-hmm. I like that as a boss fight. It's just weird how it doesn't feel. It doesn't read as as intentionally as an anticlimax as King Alant or even Gwen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it doesn't read quite that anticlimactic. It just feels like it's like, oh, it's a it's an it's a boss you'd run into one fourth the way through the game. <laughs> you know, it's like that level of difficulty and complexity. Yeah. 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 But regardless, like he kind of just falls over when with a stiff breeze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You just kill him. And once you do it, it rains blood because uh, mm-hmm. he's a nightmare. Like yeah. you get a, a, you know, a message nightmare defeated, not a, you know, not a, a, a nightmare slain rather. Mm hmm. So it's similar to the Reign of Blood after you defeat Rom. Yes. Um, who's, who's not a nightmare, but you do get a, a nightmare slain. He's a nightmare if you're mm-hmm. if you're getting way into that uh, that kind of uh, terminology. Mm-hmm. And then you get the the final ending and at least the weirdest one. <laughs> uh, and and I really like what happens. And I still don't know if it's a good thing for it, your anybody character. involved. Yeah. Are you cold? Good hunter. Um, so there's a small little slug like creature, like tentacle creature on the ground, and the doll picks it up and uh, and uh, it says, uh, Are you cold? Oh, good hunter. And holds it just like a baby. Yeah. Um, which one, uh, same voice actress as the maiden in black, and I, it echoes the way that she talks to the great one in Demon Souls. Yes. Like the, Oh, be good. You mm-hmm. know, the, Oh, are you cold? Like that kind of um, like motherly 
mm-hmm. treating of monsters like yeah. it's so good like i really <laughs> really love that like that line read yeah it's it's very evocative and also this is a this is a great um this is the best ending for the for the doll i think because Mm. throughout the entire throughout the entire game most of her dialogue has very much been like intro to religion 101 like god as as parent um yeah and this is an inversion where she gets to be you know uh, not just something that is created and beholden but actually gets her purpose in you know uh having domain over something else yeah and and this is this is the big reason why uh, Marcus thought that like or EMB thought that she's a great one because great ones yearn for a child, mm-hmm. and this is clearly her yearning for a child. Um, I just don't think that anything else really supports it, especially with what we find in the DLC. Yeah, with her her being a, uh, being a great one, like it's possible, mm-hmm. but I like to think of her as this simulacrum thing. Yeah, more than that. Um, and then you grow up to do slug shit, I guess. Like you, you, you grow up and do, you solve slug crimes. <laughs> like, should, should, should I design? I've got uh, on my whiteboard on my whiteboard here just a, a single sentence among uh, several sentences that are shirt designs and uh, postcard designs. I have Wolf Crime Patrol. Should I make that okay. shirt? I like Wolf Crime Patrol. I like okay. Wolf Crimes. All right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we probably come up. I like some other. Uh, I think I like Slime Crimes more. <laughs> like uh, just because of the rhyme. <laughs> So with, with Slival and uh, and and Rocket solving slime crimes, um, but that's that's that, that's a little bit of an aside for business. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. um, but yes, this is uh, so you have um, it appears that you have ascended now. My initial read on this was that like, hey, you've actually done it. You have achieved what everybody wanted you to achieve, or everybody was desiring to do, right? Mm-hmm. Which is to, you know. <clears throat> grow beyond our kind of human beastly idiocy right but i take this kind of as time goes on and after i play the dlc less as like a sure thing because a lot of people have ascended and yeah. they, they either became idiot gods or they were harnessed you know to get vials of their blood to do you know like whatever <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, for, for by other movers and shakers in this world. Yeah. And and you, you know, you are an infant at this and like it kind of gives you this idea of scale. Like we haven't seen very much of like the idea of a life cycle of a great one, mm-hmm. but we have seen, you know, the brand new ones look like you. Um if uh Provis Williams uh Willem is uh ascending, he's mm-hmm. been sitting in that chair growing fungus for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. You know, like he eventually could turn into something cool, <laughs> but he's not there yet you know, yeah. turn to something powerful. And he has, he has a long period of just getting killed for runes, you know, <laughs> yeah. ahead of him. So I don't know what this is meant to imply about the future. Like I, I've read online that like, oh, this is like a do-over because you can, you're going to have the power to change that, you know, you're going to have the power to like be a mm-hmm. great one. But if you're a great one, like with <laughs> this ending, there's implied um, like insight. So this is the, the most insightful ending. Like this is, mm-hmm. you have an understanding of the universe that dwarfs every, character every mover and shaker we've run into mm-hmm. um is that what you're going to do with it like you you have power that human hasn't seen or have the potential to get it right you know, again if it doesn't just end poorly with you getting murdered for runes or just um getting harnessed by it by another manipulator I, um what what is that going to look like no i mean if history holds what's going to happen is like this is the natural part of the life cycle all of them lose their natural children and so they seek a surrogate right the surrogate being an entire race an entire species that can you know that they can harvest and incubate and try and find the right thing to help transcend and thus 
must go on. So you're probably, you know, in your cosmic travails, find another thing to, you know, seek to impregnate after you lose your own. Yeah. Right. Like you, like, yeah, you will, you will not have like the old ones aren't happy. No. The great ones aren't happy. Like nobody's happy. You know, like it is, <laughs> you're going to at the very least, you know, not be able, you're going to lose your child and, and, and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, and probably, you know, do something terrible. Like mm-hmm. find some, some, you know, somebody with Canehurst blood yep. and, uh, and, and immaculately conceive. Yeah within them like because because your cares it's to be assumed that if the great ones don't care um about the the, you know the 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 fates of men or the opinions of men as is really uh lovecraftian right like it's going to play into the theme like you're not playing that same game anymore well because the 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 diet there's like a item that says like the the great ones are sympathetic in spirit that is Mm -hmm. gets name checked a lot yep but that is on an item and not shown very often to work out mm-hmm. in the actual game, right? Like right. there are times where like the great ones are summoned and will have done things, but it never works out mm-hmm. like the way that the people who are they're sympathetic to want them to. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't, you know, it doesn't seem like it does seem like you're going to have different motivations unless the idea is that like you are the, you know, it's the, the third ending of Deus Ex, right? Like yeah, yeah. you're, you're JC Denton merged with the Helios and you can use the, um, you know, your human mind to temper the the great one's power or what have you. But there's just yeah. so little there to yeah. necessarily apply that. It, just, and I, it, it yeah. runs against the theme so much, too, because the moment yeah. anybody gets any kind of power, you know. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't go well for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You know, and just like this, this isn't a game where you're portrayed as, you know, doing the right thing, you know, at all ever. Yeah. Like, you know, you could say, I don't, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't read this as being like ultimately a really, a really big hopeful, hopeful thing. Like maybe the nightmare is ended, but like the doll is still there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like, and you're, and, and the, the dream, the hunter's dream is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no longer on fire. At mm-hmm. that point, so if the fire was supposed to symbolize it's it's served its purpose, it's it comes back, you know something like you, that's where this cutscene takes place, mm-hmm. you know. Um, as soon as you get one any and and we want to hear your thoughts on this stuff too, yeah, like yeah. and and we have some kind of recontextualization, not so much about what the three endings mean because no, no. that stayed stayed pretty steady with the DLC, mm-hmm. but um, kind of what the hunter's dream means and what was going on with Bergenworth and the hunters mm-hmm. um, from the DLC. And I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, so we want to hear your interpretations about it. I'm not closing off. I'm just saying I want to stop talking about the endings. Yes. Um, because the thing I do want to talk about is one, when you uh, hunters dream or you hunters mark back into the, the dream, uh, the doll still says Gurman's waiting for you, which mm-hmm. bums me out <laughs> Two, um, you're immediately booted in a new game plus, And unlike every other souls game, there's no di- diegetic explanation for new game plus. Yeah. And I don't like that. Like Neither this feels like a finality thing. Like, why is there a new game plus in this game? <laughs> like, is it because of fucking chalices? Is it because, <laughs> because you want those to, to transcend the new game plus cycle? I mean, it's not because of that. It's because people expect it. Mm-hmm. But there's there's so little reason for it. Like, there's not a gameplay reason. Nothing's different. Um, there's not a story reason that I can think of. Like, mm-hmm. if you transcend into a great one, <laughs> you know, that's the exact opposite of it. Like, there's no, there's not like. You, you broke the cycle, you know, like I can't think of what else is going to break the cycle other than that. Yeah. You know, than other than like literally transcending. So like, 
why is there a new game plus? <laughs> I, I love that. Like that's like, you know, the one of my favorite, like coming to that kind of feeling that I got to it from dark souls one, where it's like, Oh, like literally the way you break the cycle is you stop playing dark souls because mm-hmm. no matter what you do, it's a matter of time, but things are going to go back to shit again. And you're just yeah. going to play again. Like I feel like in, in dark souls one, the new game plus cycle is part of the, you know, is, is part of the story. Mm-hmm. And then dark souls two, they present the, that second, that ending with the scholar ending, which I really love. And mm-hmm. I wish that it was, you would go into new game plus if you didn't choose that <laughs> ending. And if you chose the scholar ending, you didn't. Right. And I thought, I thought that would be really powerful. I understand why they wouldn't do that because people would be mad, but like, that's the way it works in my head canon, I guess. Mm-hmm. But in bloodborne, I can't think of why, uh, why that happens. <laughs> and I, I don't like it because it's such a gameplay thing that I feel like they had elegantly kind of squared with story stuff before, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing like like all of these endings are pretty final. They 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 put a book on they 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 put a bow on mm-hmm. you know why your character would be involved in this. You yeah. know, like it doesn't make sense if you left that you would come back. It doesn't make sense if you became German that uh, you weren't German the whole time. Yeah, how do you unget unget German? Did you get somebody to cover for you so you can go hunt some more? Like, <laughs> well, maybe 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 German. After you kill him, he comes back as a hunter. Maybe you're playing as as another version of German. Oh, and he's you, body you, hopping. You, you freaky you freaky Friday with him? Yeah, yeah. You freaky Friday. Yeah. He's, he's body hopping. You know? Yeah, yeah body hopping. Yeah, knocking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so don't come knocking. Yeah. And if you're a great <laughs> one, you don't care. <laughs> like fuck yeah. this nightmare. I've got other other or, horrors to take part in. Like you don't care. And also, I think the idea is that you don't. Have have the capability to care yeah, you know, yeah at the very least now like the fact that you're literally you know kind of like a, a, a embryo you know or like a, a an infant you mm-hmm. know like the, the trophy of this childhood's beginning like you're too young to care like you have this new mm-hmm. understanding that you're going through like i don't know like i don't like that there's new game plus in bloodborne yeah um i don't think it fits the the, the only difference that i spotted and there's really nothing that i've seen to support like you not support but like to, to say there's any more when i did new game plus to uh to uh get the living string key items are just replaced with kin cold blood 12s okay yeah that that, that that i could see that being more of a gameplay consideration than anything oh definitely yeah. you just don't feel cheated mm-hmm. um you know which is cool i'm glad they did that uh but it doesn't feel lore significant that all of your unless like it's literally you step back and you're hallucinating all three of the endings and it's all a dream <laughs> and it's all a cycle mm-hmm. and if, if that's the case that sucks <laughs> right like like dreamy just, weemy woo. yeah that, that's what that's what we didn't want yeah. from from this game when dreams were introduced and that's what we're avoiding talking about here which is which of these is the dream which is real when you wake up is you know are you going into your own dream is this some liminal state in between like I think that both of us are, are are kind of we have this inertia towards like something that has narrative consequence and isn't a cock tease. Yeah, I feel like you can't have I mean, that's why that it, it's a cheat, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't have it just all turn to be a dream. You also one thing that Bloodborne, you know, as, as much as I've thrown like a little bit of shade at Bloodborne throughout like the season isn't I really love this game, but mm-hmm. it's not, you know, my the me loving it and having problems with it isn't enough, I guess. <laughs> but the the uh, uh, the idea being that like uh that liminal state stuff, they did something really great with it where it is not it it's probably the least cheap that's ever felt for me. Mm-hmm. Like because the the specifics, assuming these endings are true, everything leading up to it being a little bit undetailed and, and unfocused. Like I I think it works. Mm-hmm. And it, and I was I was tweeting about this. I wonder how much I don't think this is the reason they did it, but an unintended benefit to that liminal state stuff is that it 
puts Vaseline over the cracks of the fact that the game has fewer opportunities to give the player direct information. Mm -hmm. So like you design a reward system like Bloodborne um, where you have like a third of the opportunities or less of Mm -hmm. lore delivery vehicles, right, than you do in the Souls games. Like this one like added benefit is dream thing is that like it just patches over some of those rough spots, Mm -hmm. you know? Like part of it is the story is more direct and there are fewer dead ends and the like. But part of it is also that like those little details, I I felt myself more willing to follow feelings, yeah, than than feeling to you know the need to nail down objective truth on mm-hmm. on this game more than other games. Yeah, and you know anything that relies on dream logic or you know kind of this absurd stuff really does play more into symbolism and theme. Yeah. Um, and you know like by making that conscious choice, they probably they probably decided to play to their strengths. Um, yeah here as opposed to you know putting stress on the weaknesses of the structure they ended up with in terms of the way they deliver information you know yeah and and and, uh, totally and like i love that you know the people are that this is still being uh torn apart and and examined everything from a lore perspective some of the the you know the the bending over that people will do to make some of the square some of these circles in this game feels you know, just unnecessary. Like it's again, I would never take it away from you if you're having fun. That's great. Mm-hmm. If this is what you believe, it's great. Um, but it just feels like slightly contrary to the looseness of of how it's presented. Like yeah. if if the idea, if you accept that Bloodborne um, is the idea to get across this this theme and this feeling, mm-hmm. um, it does a great job with it, and the endings work really, really well, and it works fantastically as like a story. Yeah, you know, and if it because of the DLC in my mind, didn't complete the picture as just kind of recontextualize some parts of it and explain Mm -hmm. some things that weren't as in like Dark Souls one, they're not as key to the actual central plot. Like they felt like they were detailing side stuff. Um, if you accept some of that, like it's, it's a, one of the best, like front to back stories that they've done. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's really, really good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just talking some sugar. So, (laughs) you know, to, to get out on record how much I I love it. Like, I'm happy that Loisters Loisters are continuing to do this because I've yet to see something that was really like, "Uh, you know, I just, no, no. Like, all of it provides additional context and it's it's additional stuff to think about. By no means do I I think that we're the last word on this. And and please please don't read that into into this kind of of wrap up. But, you know, it definitely definitely does, you know, I take delight in this because that's a little bit how I experience these games is is on that emotional and thematic level. Is, is 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 really you know i i tend to follow my heart with them more than anything and so yeah. to, to 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 get something that works almost entirely on that level is is very satisfying to me in the way that i tend to tend to consume this stuff yeah me, me too it's just this one does it stronger mm-hmm. like this feels like even stronger of, of the author's intent mm-hmm. you know yeah um which which is and and again like when you say that uh reading these different interpretations doesn't take anything away like it never took anything away mm-hmm. um but now it just feels like there's just more possibility space. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that could that could be the case. Like, I have such a, I feel like I have such a good understanding of the theming and stuff. And and there are probably people who don't think that who are mm-hmm. listening. But I feel like I have a, 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 such an explanation that I'm satisfied with that. Like, the the kind of minutia theories of these little side roads doesn't interfere with anything that I. I already think about the game. So because I'm not attached to those explanations, like I'm not super attached to the origins of Kanehurst, (laughs) you know, so I'm interested in reading what those could be. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't really play into my cosmology or my feelings of the game. Um, So 
great, let's party. Like, let's, let's read it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in it, but yeah. it doesn't, uh, nothing, I don't feel threatened. You know, not that I ever really did, but I, I feel like zero sense of having <laughs> my, you know, I don't feel threatened. Yeah. It's um, weird. I, I, I don't feel satisfied with my explanation as much as I feel satisfied with the product. Yeah, <laughs> or with what's on the page. Product is a gross word for this, but yeah. like it, uh, it definitely does feel feel whole in a way that makes me worry that if this, be, you know, this has been a very successful game, and what companies like Sony who publish this tend to want to do is do more of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to be curious. You know, we joked about oh, Bloodborne Two is going to come out and be you know change some stuff and be super flawed, and we're going to love it, and people are going to hate it. Yeah. But um, but but I'm I'm wondering, given given where we both landed on this and the way our thoughts have kind of crystallized around it, like like mm-hmm. where where there possibly is to go, and you know how that will recontextualize our understanding of this right now. The the way to do like I would love to see a Bloodborne two, and mm-hmm. the way you would do it is you would just take some of the essential truths mm-hmm. of Bloodborne and just explore an entirely different thing with very few connections. Yeah, you know, like the the great the great old ones impacting a society is going to have different effects. I mean, mm-hmm. it would like I'm describing I mean, we, Dark Souls we, too. You know, like, well, people well, yeah. are getting mad. Like you know, I'm describing like oh, like it's interesting <laughs> to see how the curse affects other kingdoms. Yeah. Well, we saw um, a little bit of that in this too, like the different sects and the way that they yeah. tried to pursue the same goal, right? Like yeah. But I mean, there's there's just a lot of ways that Lovecraft stories can shake out. You mm-hmm. know, where that like the, these these cosmic being stories can shake out, and like so you could do it. You mm-hmm. know, and it, and if they say like Sony's like, hey, we really want this, and and From decides to make it, like. I'll play it and I'll probably really like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, even if I don't end up thinking it's as strong as this one, but that's mm-hmm. how I felt about Dark Souls 2 to Dark Souls 1. Like, I yeah. really liked it. Not as strong as the first one. Yep. That's fine. Like, I, I still would be, you know, I want it to exist. <laughs> and at least a witch because I like doing the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so. Yeah. We, we got to kindle that fire, my friend. Yeah. Got like to stoke it is, that lamp. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's, it's so fun to do. And it's also, you know, had a big big impact on my real life so yeah it is uh, i don't want to see it go and uh <laughs> and i also even just mechanically like you know i have my complaints about bloodborne mechanically again mm-hmm. I, this is me clarifying at the end of season how much i actually like this game yeah. i just feel like it's my job to like look you know to if there are things that don't work like i have to, you know i'm gonna say it but yeah. even mechanically if there's just another bloodborne you know if they make lords of the bloodborns or whatever <laughs> like i'll still play it like i want to play another game that kind of takes some of these ideas mechanically yeah. and does them um you know, I'm interested. Yeah. See, see yeah. how much they can sharpen that blade. Yeah. 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 And I, I feel like the, and the, the problems I had with the bloodborne with bloodborne mechanically, like would be so easy to fix. <laughs> Not easy. Like, I mean, nothing yeah, is yeah. easy in game design, but like they felt like they would be adjustments that could be made. They feel mm-hmm. very possible to fix. Yeah. Um, so I, I would love to see them and that would, even if the story is not as good, I would still love it and pick it up day one and, and love covering it and, yeah. and talking about it. Mm-hmm. Do you, like what about what are your wrap up thoughts on on Bloodborne? I guess it's not really wrap up, but <laughs> it's it's not really wrap up. It's it's hard to it's hard to put that on here. But you know, I was satisfied in the first you know in the in the first play. You know, like mm-hmm. I I ended up getting the you know get, getting this ending. Get, or, you know, mm-hmm. not, not this ending. I ended, ended up getting the weird. Uh, I I am now a space baby ending. Yeah. Um, which slug mayor. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> the mayor is slugged down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I I felt good, and, and it's my appreciation is only deepened, you know, by by talking through it with you know with you and with our with our many many guests. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit kind of bummed out that it's it's a bit more slight on the stuff that you can that you can talk about as opposed to just feel. 
you know, yeah. it, it ultimately comes back down to why it's dissatisfying to talk about dreams, <laughs> you know, yeah. just, you know, just, just because of that, there's less, there's less rocks to kind of rub together to see, to see if there are, are, are any sparks. But, um, what this does for me, um, is, you know, show me two things, which is this team, um, even if they decide to stop doing souls games, um, they can take this kind of core mechanic that you know it's possible to improve right like you Mm -hmm. know this the this style of game and you know change it up and make it feel appreciably like a different game and also change up the story um Mm -hmm. the the, you know the the way that information the way that kind of themes and um uh, narrative are delivered in order to give you something that does feel so incredibly different i mean over the past year this has not been a souls podcast this has been mm-hmm. this has been a bloodborne podcast and mm-hmm. that is that, that that is incredibly satisfying um yeah. and so it gives me a lot of hope for kind of the, the 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 future of of this kind of game that bloodborne can come out feeling so whole and feeling so satisfying and being so fun to play um and it has one foot kind of in the past and there are many different places for that future foot to go yeah, like if, if this is Dark Souls through a lens of like a Bayonetta style, you know, dodging timing based combat and, and fast paced and aggression and stuff, mm-hmm. like what is Dark Souls crossed with something else look like? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or that kind of same kind of, uh, you know, a lot of that same kind of design uh, ethos and, 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 and everything, uh, but with something different, totally different. And like that would be cool. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to do it. Like they say, they say they're not going to after Dark Souls 3, but I'll see, you know, yeah. it's always hard for me to imagine people making decisions that result in them getting less money. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that happens yeah. in the real world. I think that you, know, you drive a dumb truck full of money up to from, they'll, they'll make Bloodborne too. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, so I, I hear the, you know, we're not going to make any more Dark Souls games as, as, as in like a Dark Souls 3 is going to be, going to be the end of this story um and the end of that kind of that kind of world and that realm and those ideas but bloodborne has proved to me that they have other ideas yeah totally. you know (laughs) which in that actually interview that actual interview they say a couple things of like you know they're like oh nothing nothing like that Mm -hmm. and stuff but what do they mean by like that yeah that's you know that's the thing like do they mean like it in that it's a it's a sword based you know (laughs) medievally kind of thing or Mm -hmm. does it mean that they are going to even start explaining different themes Mm-hmm. You know, with it, like, uh, there are lots of different things that could be done. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I have hope as, as always <laughs> the, the end of these, the end of these seasons, and this isn't the end of the season, always reveal that I have a lot of hope. <laughs> the, uh, I'm really looking forward to dark souls three. Oh my gosh. Me like, too. One, one thing that bloodborne did was as much as I did like it, um, mm-hmm. it really made like taking that break. Mm-hmm. And then I'm so I know that like Bloodborne three I haven't or Dark Souls three I haven't looked at any of the stuff of it but I you know from hearing people talk about it like it does look it's supposed to be faster paced than Dark Souls mm-hmm. um, you know and things like that but like I'm really looking forward to going back to like that style of of movement and interaction and everything me too and I you know that kind of like oh like I can play a magic user and like learn about cool weird colleges like magic colleges <laughs> yep. like I want the sound sorcerers of Venheim back like I want. <laughs> Like, I'm so looking forward to that shit. Like, not those people specifically. I don't mean, like, oh, let's finally get to see what happens in Venheim. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, the, that kind of detail yeah. that fires my imagination in a D&D way rather than, like, a Call of Cthulhu way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to that. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Super excited. Four months, man. Yeah, that's very soon. So <laughs> the um and 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 you know we'll we'll get as we get closer we'll talk about that and uh and we have, we have more Bloodborne episodes up because the Bloodborne gifted us with a fantastic DLC which is <laughs> you know again from from software does DLC better than any other company mm-hmm. I think bar none 
like, like that I've played. Like I can't they, think of any company that does this as well. They do the, they, they do it well by making expansions. Well, yeah, totally. In a really cool old school PC way. Like yep. this is, you know, this is like Throne of Ball. You know, it's not <laughs> like, a, a, you know, just a mission pack or like a, a set of levels. Like it is really significant and excellent. Mm. So I, I can't wait to talk about talk about that. It's, I didn't actually fight the Moon Presence again because I wanted to be able to walk through the DLC areas again. <laughs> yep. Even though I don't know if I'll go through the whole game to play the bosses again, but yeah, the uh, I, I just uh, I'm looking forward to even just looking through the, the walking through the areas. Yeah. So. Uh, so, Gary, what is our plan for covering the DLC? Um, so we're doing the DLC in three episodes, but not three appendixes. Right. Uh, because there is, you know, a lot to these areas. They are, they function as discrete areas. If they were part of the main game, they'd be their own episode with appendixes. But we want to kind of get a move on a little bit. And then also, you know, we're, I think we want to put it like we're going to put a, a pin in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, with this stuff. So we're going to cover the DLCs for a month. Um, covering them in order uh, with the, the Hunter's Nightmare, the um, spoiler the, and the spoiler. Oh yeah, the spoiler, the spoiler. <laughs> Hunter's Nightmare. You, you guys probably already know that. You guys yeah. got a got the item and stuff. Um, but and and also those words might as well be interchangeable in, in Bloodborne. I won't tell you the other ones. <laughs> yep. Um, but you know, play the DLC if if you don't want to hear a spoiler because mm-hmm. starting next episode, everything that happens in the DLC. Oh yeah. Why is, is open? Yeah. Um, so we're doing that with three guests and then we're doing one appendix. So if you have things to say about any part of the DLC, mm-hmm. um, write them into us at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two thirds. Uh, I have two one third of guests uh, umbilical <laughs> cords lined up, um, but I'm still working on the third one and I'm still waiting on confirmation um, for our first guest. So it will be one of two people and they're both great, but uh, I don't know who yet. So yeah, we'll announce that on Facebook and Slack and the like. Yeah. Um, so this is the first episode after uh, Christmas, which is mm-hmm. one of the winter holidays here. I'm going to give my usual, hey, everybody, be safe right here. Um, if you have any Amazon gift cards that you're going to uh, be using, uh, that is a popular gift, um, consider going to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar uh, and using the Amazon links there. I know we mentioned this a little bit every episode, but I cannot um, emphasize enough, A, how much you guys have killed it this month. Um, that goes a tremendous uh, uh, way towards helping support the network. Um, and B, the, you know, there's still, you know, that's, that's still something you can do that does make a big difference for us. Yeah, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Right. It's just an extra click. It's a, it's a click tax. Yep. Um, you can also, if you want to donate directly, um, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, mm-hmm. um, where you get access to episodes a day early. Um, you get bonus episodes of some of our other shows and uh, various other things, including access to our Slack channel, which is, again, the internet's <laughs> premier spot to get help with Chalice Dungeons. <laughs> yep. So let, let, me, let me take a moment to say this here, Gary, uh, since we are about four or four and a half months into this experiment with running a Slack channel. Um, mm-hmm. Holy shit, is our community amazing? Yeah, it's really, it's really great. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like it's it's really fun to have smart people to talk about games with at any time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they do good work, and they also something that I've I've figured out is like oh these they just exist without us at this point like yep. <laughs> they, they, they we've created uh, an artificial intelligence where like you know I just uh, I'll pop in and, and stop in on, on a couple channels and, and talk and stuff, but they, they just are all friends with each other. Mm-hmm. You know we don't even need to be there. Yeah, like uh, no. you know it's 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 the you know the the big ones are awesome, the little ones like yeah, the, <laughs> grandpa and uncle don't need to be hanging out. Yeah, no. So yeah. <laughs> you, you outnumber us and you're, you're pretty good at outnumbering yeah. us. So, uh, so we, we appreciate everybody who has helped make that such a great place to be. And we welcome anybody who is looking for a, a, a kind, supportive place full of smart people, uh, to come join the ranks. And that is, yeah. you can do that through, uh, uh, patreon.com slash TV. Yeah, and I think that's probably good for admin stuff. I think so, yeah. Yeah, um, um, Yeah. so join us next week. We're doing one appendix on the end game stuff that we just talked about, and then we're booping and bopping into the DLC. <laughs> so um, until then, uh, what should they do, Cole? At least you remember, the night and the dream are long. Yeah. Umbasa. Umbasa. that we will have far more soon. All right. Cool. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> like how we both ummed at the same time and yeah. the same pitch. Um, I'm going to go uh, get a beer real quick. Okay. So I can, so yep. I can go to sleep right after this. BRB. Cool. Yep.